0: Deep in London's beating heart lies a wall. Like don't be if you know the call for if the wall steps aside. Be not afraid of what you see. Cause the wizard world is opened up as has the Griffin
1: Hello everyone, and welcome to the Shrieking Shack. This is a Harry Potter reread podcast for laughs fans. I am your host, Z C.
2: And I'm Liz.
1: I put a I put a little extra spin on host there, kind of I know, unintentionally. I heard that, yeah. I've you know we've been we we're nearly at a hundred main episodes now. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm not even like physically aware that I'm saying the intro while it's happening. Generally, right? Sure. But I'm maybe maybe as I'm getting close to 100, I'm like I'm getting you know I'm getting to the point where I can put a little after touch on there.
2: That's very exciting.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's exciting that we're that we're that close, and it's. Uh, uh uh, now i'm going to be thinking about that for the rest of the podcast and it's probably going to impact my performance there Mm. um so maybe maybe not the best thing for me to have done (laughs) thinking about it (laughs) well we're two weeks what an uneventful year 2020 has been so far huh it's a good thing we have this harry potter podcast
2: right yeah nothing else has happened nothing else
1: is going on
2: another boring year is what people are saying hey everybody we're doing 2016 again here we go again we decided we liked
1: 2016 so much we would do it three more times when that was done sure
0: um
1: and 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 that sounds good to me uh speaking of doing 2016 all over again uh we've got to get cracking on some news because we have a lot and a lot of fantastic beasts related news mm. so... As we have uh, 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 spoken about many times at this point, we are now living in the in the post J.K. Rowling mask off world. Yep. And I think both of us have kind of settled on this like prediction that something set her off, right? Like, mm-hmm. like she is pissed about something internally. Uh, like, and, and, you know, maybe this is just our own galaxy brains. Uh, 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 you know, forming like Voltron to make a, a a giant cosmic brain, like that new Pokemon. Um, Did you see that, fellow?
2: I did see that.
1: He's a... I like him. I like him a lot. I'm mad he... about
2: Pokemon right now, so don't talk to me about Pokemon.
1: <laughs> yeah, overall, me too, honestly, but hey.
2: Yeah, we, we just literally cannot get into it right now, no, so please we continue.
1: we We will not. We will not get into it on here. We have... Uh, a studio in flux which we will get into we have the actors not really n- sure of like what's going on with the movie they're just saying oh it's so big we're waiting on the script we don't know what it is
2: Oh, i should have asked me. eddie Redmayne personally oh shit oh off the record fuck. just kidding oh, <laughs> on my podcast you know
1: <laughs> oh you can, oh oh mr redmane sir i'm such a humble fan and i love both fantastic beast movies so much could you tell me anything about your adventures coming up
2: i could have asked a hard-hitting question i could have, i could have been like how do you how do you feel about jk rowling being a turf on twitter
1: hell Just yeah. boom, <laughs> right
2: in his face
1: <laughs> why did you take that role on the danish girl
2: hey how can you how can you justify acting in this movie anymore eddie Redmane?
1: hey eddie Redmane, how's johnny depp doing That uh, is. I mean speaking of, we also still do not um we still don't know whether Johnny Depp is gonna be in the next one. Like all the other actors have signed on uh uh contractually, but uh we still have no no news of what's going on with 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 Mr. John Mm. there. So lots of stuff in flux here, and this this piece of news here is not really uh th- th- this is not the thing right like the, the wh- whatever news we're expecting to come down the pipe whether it's like oh the movie's been uh condensed into to one rather than three remaining movies whether it's some like casting decision that the studio has made uh over jk rowling's head etc cetera, etc cetera, who knows um this is not that but it is interesting uh uh to to read this this is a uh, hot from the reporting desk over at the Hollywood reporter they have one desk uh uh-huh. in, in Hollywood that they're that they're sliding news across to me uh exclusively um Warner Bros signs deal for AI driven film management system oh and this is <laughs> <laughs>
2: This is not what I was expecting.
1: No, because well, we have more. We have so much Fantastic Beasts related. We have so much WB related news here, but this I thought this would be uh the best thing to start with cuz it it really has I think portent uh for Fantastic Beasts. Sure. Um Warner Bros. has become the latest studio to publicly embrace artificial intelligence. The movie division has signed a deal with Synolytic to use the latter's AI-driven project management system that was launched last year. Under the new deal, Warner will leverage the system's comprehensive data and predictive analytics to guide decision-making at the greenlighting stage. The integrated online platform can assess the value of a star in any territory and how much a film is expected to make in theaters and or other ancillary streams. Founded four years ago by uh, Tobias Quessier uh, or Quiser, excuse me, Quiser, not Quessier. <laughs> Quessier Croissant. is a way cooler. Qu- to- Tobias Croissant has <laughs> been building and beta testing this platform for three years. In 2018, the company raised uh, $2.25 million from TNB Media Global and signed deals with Ingenious Media and Productivity Media uh and stx which endured a number of flops in 2019 including playmobile and ugly dolls uh are the other clients that this company uses so weird this start. sounds
2: like some like super villain shit for sure
1: oh absolutely like this basically I, I i don't need to read like this entire thing basically what this thing does is it do you remember like years and years ago uh like Moby and a couple of other pop stars were like, we have invested in this new technology that can tell you whether your new song is going to be a hit or not.
2: Um, uh, no, but I believe it, you.
1: Yeah, this was like a big, this was like a big thing. And obviously nothing ever came of it, but obviously, uh, uh, tech has changed now. Uh, who knows how, I mean, it's, it's all bullshit, right? This is all, this is all nonsense, but, uh the thing that is interesting to me is how this article calls out specifically uh uh it it assesses the value of stars and how much a film is expected to make in theaters because fantastic beasts neither of them are like huge blockbusters i mean like they are in like like the first fantastic beast was like number nine that year uh and i don't even know if grindelwald cracked the top 10 it had really
2: like,
1: no grindelwald was like it it made less than the first one which is not uncommon for like big blockbuster movies but like it it it, it like word of mouth on on that movie was quite bad um, what, were, what
2: were the top films of that year was it last films year
1: 2018
2: uh, okay i was like it feels like it was a long time ago so that's all right
1: black panther infinity war the incredibles 2 jurassic world 2 deadpool 2 the the grinch the grinch <laughs> really
2: really the uh, grinch? is that benedict cumberbatch's the that's grinch is, that
1: is benedict cumberbatch's the grinch
2: now now that man has some star power but i i don't need a i don't need a fancy i i ai machine to tell me that benedict cumberbatch can bring in in those dollars
1: absolutely especially please in a cut christmas that film please,
2: guys, please just cut that cut that out i didn't say that
1: <laughs> okay <laughs> number seven mission impossible fallout Mm -hmm. uh then ant-man and the wasp then solo a star wars story and then absolutely the best film of 2018 venom that's right number a number 10 that's a great um that's right venom beautiful piece of cinema
2: also, great song, thank you, Eminem. Oh, thank you, Eminem. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> My favorite song of 2018 for sure. Oh, they should've
1: they should have set that League of Legends hype video to that.
2: <laughs> Every time I listen to that song. It is more amazing than I remember. How of often the, are you listening to that song? Often, I'm always like, I gotta, <laughs> I, gotta I gotta hear the Venom <laughs> song again, I just because because I get it in my head. I get the part where it goes like Venom, Venom. Oh yeah, we well, gotta get him, like, mm, get him, and I'm yeah. like, I like hear that, and I'm like, I have to listen to it because I am always, I always find a new delight in that song <laughs> every time I listen to it. <laughs> um. Uh, Cut that out too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Have you watched the video for Venom?
2: Oh, of course.
1: Anyway, I don't know. I'm I'm touching the ground. I'm I'm tracking crimes of Grindelwald through the woods. Sure. And uh, and this is just a, a little a little clue of like what might be to come because like if as stupid as this fucking thing sound, I mean like this is a scam, right? Like this isn't AI. This is someone who has been tracking market data and can, can has written an algorithm that says uh X movie star plus y money you made last time equals mm-hmm. chance of success right, right. so like w- we will be reading about this uh uh start- startup going down in flames I mean like the last things that it, it said that you should green light were the Playmobil movie and ugly dolls I don't know right doesn't seem that that useful <laughs> I can just see like I'm just realizing that this was like the Playmobil movie had uh Daniel Radcliffe in it. Uh Harry Potter alum. Oh, uh, I forgot our, our about good, that. Our good friend. Uh so they absolutely were just like, ah, X equals Daniel Radcliffe. Y equals the amount of money Playmobil has made i f in ever. Uh, we have another v- variable here people liked the lego movie so yep yeah, definitely green like that one you needed my service to to do this one uh to to green like this one that is 100% what happened here
2: some really smart stuff
1: so like i'm not saying that this is a good service that is going to righteously strike down the next fantastic beasts movie but also if you're plugging if i'm plugging in if i if i'm plugging my my variables into the uh <laughs> the uh should i make movie machine mm-hmm. at wb
0: uh
1: and you put in okay i'm putting i'm saying it's got johnny depp in it um it's got eddie redmayne in it it's got <laughs> it's it, the last movie everyone hated it it had a rotten tomato score of like 25 or whatever uh <laughs> did not make the top 10 was beaten by uh benedict cumberbatch's the grinch
2: <laughs> well you can't you can't really account for that
1: that's true that's not
2: fair <laughs> you can't
1: put the star player up against uh, up against anything like this you might
2: you know this is just all math so take so so subtract johnny depp add benedict cumberbatch as the new grindelwald and i think and i think we've got (laughs) something i think we've got something going on
1: oh please 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 that would be a movie i'd be excited to go see um but but yeah like if this is if if this is something that they are like looking at for their movies like they're not making three more of these disaster movies right like they're gonna make they're gonna make one i'm i'm like i'm i'm you know like i said i'm tracking it through the woods here it's bleeding a little bit i Mm -hmm. definitely wound we wounded it last time right but we didn't get the kill shot Uh um but but it seems like you know it's not gonna make it three more miles that's what i'm that's what i'm guessing here
2: i hope you're right I don't want to see 3 of these movies. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's the other thing we're signing ourselves up for more work if there are more movies.
2: I think that I think that all of the actors saying that it's going to be really big is so yeah. is so damning. Like that that I don't know what that means.
1: That yeah, to me them them bringing in the co-writer and all the the only thing the actors saying is like, "Oh, it's going to be so big." Really just makes me feel like they are they are scrunching these together right Mm -hmm. so that's so that's our first piece of fantastic beast news our second piece of fantastic beast news fantastic beasts magical creatures and the wonders of nature Mm. this year this is from wizardingworld.com of course uh we delve into mythical and magical creatures and the wonders of the natural world that inspired them Mythical beasts have fascinated authors and artists throughout time, and these creatures are often inspired by the real-life wonders of nature. Thanks to J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter stories and the Fantastic Beasts films, we have followed Harry and Newt as he introduced us to all manner of magical creatures and fantastic beasts.
2: J.K. Rowling invented dragons? Oh, yeah. That's amazing!
1: Thank you, J.K. Rowling, although I have to hand it to uh, the the Redditor that we... uh, (laughs) read in our bonus episode this week i think that the the mold for dragons has been broken
2: that's that's right
1: thank you for getting us there jk but we'll take it from here uh with a wealth of legend and mystery behind them and their links with remarkable animals of the natural world the wizarding world has joined up with some very special partners to deliver a new standout project in the uk in 2020 Warner Bros. and the Natural History Museum, the BBC, and Bloomsbury Publishing will all be exploring the parallels between these magical creatures and how nature inspired the creative teams that brought them to life on screen and on the illustrated page. So there's going to be an exhibit at the Natural History Museum, which could be quite quite fun, and then the BBC is making a documentary presented by Stephen Fry, which will dive into the fascinating history of some of the world's most awe-inspiring beasts.
2: Sorry, I fell asleep
1: yeah this is here's the thing yeah huge media rollout for fantastic beasts here uh a a, a a one location museum exhibit and a bbc documentary
2: what are they, what are they gonna tell me about like like fox is based on birds look at this cool <laughs> bird well the
1: thing okay here here i have i have two two comments on this i guess one it, you were 100 percent right uh like every every fake animal in the in the Fantastic beast movies other than like the the Zubu or whatever is like it is just thing plus magic twist right like the rhino monsters are rhino but it's bigger right like it's not there's there's not really much to dive into there and two they did this already with the history of magic exhibit thing. Right,
2: I guess I'm just feeling like this is a little bit redundant and almost, like, narrows the scope in a way that's really uninteresting. If I really want to, like, learn about the Zulu, I'd rather just learn about that as a mythological creature in the context of... What it's from and the history, yeah. and not through the lens of Harry Potter, because really, like, the, like I, I think, the, like, that's a great example of like, I think the CG artists did a great job, but I don't totally. know what this exhibit is going to be other than like, hey, did you see the paws on that zoo? We got that from cats, <laughs> not the, not the film that's out right now. I mean, literal cats.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're not human hands. Oh no, if that thing had human hands, ooh, that would be a little scary. Like, this is certainly like you say, like the the cg artists did a great job on these movies all the concepting is clearly you know top notch but like that information is out there right like there's documentaries they did the history of magic thing this seems a little bit recycled right but here is the part that is really the most interesting to me get early access and special benefits for new fantastic beasts exhibit with wizarding world gold
2: oh hell yeah <sighs>
1: this is what we got you're paying 80 dollars a year you you could get you will get an early access 10 percent discount to tickets
2: that's it
1: to the museum yeah hmm i i don't know i i like i again none none of these things are the smoking gun but like like just like as as we are bravely tracking through the woods here i'm like hmm hmm you know Ooh, like what's going on interesting yeah, what's what's going on here? What's what what's the temperature of, of Fantastic Beasts as a brand right now? Right. The it seems to be low, I would say, with this stuff.
2: Hmm. Very interesting.
1: Very interesting stuff. Speaking of very interesting stuff, should we get to our chapter for this week?
2: Um, yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> Let's suppose. Do it. I suppose. I yeah. suppose. We, we got chapter it. 13 it's called the secret riddle hey do you get
1: it because his name is tom riddle
2: yeah but i don't i also don't really get it <laughs> you know <laughs> like i know i
1: know there's that no, yeah there's no riddle in the chapter really
2: yeah what's the secret
1: <laughs> we can't editorialize before before it's the gonna chapter. be really
2: hard i'm having a harder and harder time mm-hmm. um my hp bar is going down
0: yeah um bing 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 bing
2: yeah so we get a little summary at the top of this chapter after um if we remember from last week katie bell got cursed and now she's in the hush they moved her uh to the actual wizard hospital st mungo's um And Harry is just kind of still on about uh, like how like how could Malfoy have done this? I have to figure this out. And and Ron and Hermione they're not really fighting him anymore. They're just ignoring him. They're giving they are posting
1: they're they're posting the I pretend I do not see it. I do not see it.
2: Yeah, Um, they are not interested. Um, But it's time for Harry's lesson with Dumbledore, and he's pretty pretty excited. It's been a while. He's getting a little grumpy. He's like, if it's so important. Where has Dumbledore been this whole time? Uh, so he he meets up with Dumbledore and they have a little chat before they get down to uh, the content of the the lesson, which isn't really a lesson. But um, and and Harry kind of talks to Dumbledore a little bit about what happened to Katie Bell. Dumbledore is like, "Oh yeah, you were there, um, and and that um, if Katie Bell had touched." The necklace she would have died instantly, but luckily she only like came into contact with it through like a tiny hole in one of her gloves. Um and Dumbledore also lets Harry know that the the necklace has been given to, to Snape to to look at and figure it out, and, and Harry gets a little grumpy about that, but Dumbledore explains that um uh Snape knows more about the dark arts than anybody else, because uh, he's really cool. Um so Harry asks Dumbledore about Malfoy. He's like, oh, did McGonagall tell you about that? And Dumbledore kind of admonishes him. He also does not want to see it. Uh, he's not interested. <laughs> he's like, I, I'm, I'm investigating every possible thing it could be. Um, so I don't need your help. Um, and now it's time for the the lesson, um, exposition p- part of the chapter. Yay! Woohoo! Woo! So Yippee! to start off, Dumbledore's like, Hey, do you remember the last flashback we saw of Tom Riddle's parents? And Harry's like, Yeah. And he's like, Well, I, I tracked I tracked down how uh how Voldemort's mom must have gotten to, to London to find to find young Voldemort. And he shows him a memory of some guy, Caractus Burke, who um apparently like like this is like how he figured out that she was in London, which was that uh Caractus Burke bought um like her last possession, which was Slytherin's locket or whatever, um, from her, and and he didn't pay her what it was worth. Um, <laughs> That's the worst part. And Harry and Dumbledore, like, talk about that for a little bit. And Harry's like, wow, he ripped her off. And, she, and Dumbledore's like, yeah. Um, and and they talk a little bit because um, Dumbledore explains that she didn't do magic after her husband left her. And Harry kind of takes exception to that and says, like, oh, she wouldn't do magic for her son. And Dumbledore says, don't be so hard on her. She had a tough time, and she didn't have any courage. Anyway, long, <laughs> stu- long, long story short. Don't be so hard
1: on her. She fucking sucks.
2: She sucked a lot, so it really wasn't her fault. Anyway, um, basically, all of that is a roundabout way of saying, like, she made it to London um, to give birth to her son. She'd given up magic. She was heartbroken. Um, she she uh, wandered into, you know, a a, a hospital, and gave birth immediately and then died um Padme style um, basically <laughs> basically died and is like but before I die before I die his name is Tom Marvolo Riddle and then and then and then she's dead um so then we go into kind of the the meat of the of the situation which is Dumbledore's memory of picking Tom Riddle up to go to Hogwarts or like telling him that he's a wizard. So he shows up at this facility that um that he was born in and taken care of and we see a conversation between Dumbledore and like the the matron of the of the of the kids there um and and he tells her like I'm taking Tom Riddle, he has a scholarship, he's going to a school. And once she is assured that nothing that she can say will make him change his mind um and he kind of like does like some mind magic on her and like plies her with some alcohol or whatever but she's ready to open up about tom riddle who is 11 and is like he's he's messed he's seriously messed up this kid is twisted um (laughs) the two stories we hear are she thinks that he killed another kid's pet rabbit Um, she can't prove it but the rabbit could not have hung itself is is kind of the story and the second thing is is that these other two kids he was like alone with in a cave and they came out and they're all fucked up now and she can't like figure out what happened or what he did and they won't say and she can't prove that he did anything but he just he's he's a twisted little little kid Anyway, Dumbledore goes and meets with him um and and tells and tells Tom Riddle that he's a wizard. Um and Tom Riddle uh, I guess like there's a lot in here as they're talking where it's like clear that he is like not a bully. We'll get into it, but it's just like he's very commanding. He's like telling Dumbledore what to do. As soon as he is told he's a wizard, he, he looks like feral basically and is like I knew I was special this whole time um it's very obvious there's something wrong with this kid um Dumbledore and he he commands Dumbledore's like show me that magic is real Dumbledore like sets his wardrobe on fire and then it's not on fire anymore and then Dumbledore like magics a box out of the wardrobe where apparently Tom Riddle was torturing some mice and also had just like um a bunch of, like, stolen things from the other kids. Uh, Dumbledore says to him, you know, you can't do this crap at Hogwarts. You're not going to be torturing animals. You're not going to be stealing stuff. That's not how we do things. Um, The other thing is, like, Dumbledore's like, well, I'll take you to Diagon Alley. Tom Riddle doesn't want to. He's like, no, I'm independent. I'll go on my own. Just tell me what to do. I don't need you. Dumbledore leaves. That's the end of the memory. Harry and Dumbledore kind of chat about it a little bit and uh harry is just basically like retelling us some of the things that we should have noticed from the memory which is that tom riddle was he's one twisted kid um and the other thing that is, is most noticed is that harry or rather dumbledore is like you should notice that he likes to take trophies from people that he bullied and harry um like looks and, and if we remember back from the other, like, pensive chapter, there was that ring that was there that we saw from the memory. And so Harry looks and he's like, oh, I kind of expected to see one of the, like, stole, stolen things from the other kids. And Dumbledore very mysteriously says, very astute, Harry, but the mouth organ was only ever a mouth organ. That's the end of the chapter.
1: Sometimes a mouth organ is just a mouth organ. Ses, yep. ses unpipey
2: yep Um,
1: that's right that's how that's how french works (laughs) what a dog shit chapter
2: (laughs) sorry sorry
1: to joe (laughs) here
2: just just cut this one out please
1: this one this is doo-doo i don't like it like the last one was bad but like the The last chapter you know we, we were talking about how like this might be the worst one it's gross it's like not fun to read it's boring and like like harry is just a new person now and it doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense but like that is bad in a different way to this which is just uh meanwhile the reason this one is boring is it's just like like we don't even get bad character moments really in this one <laughs> there's one minor character moment that i think is very funny that's in this one um, uh-huh. but for the most part, like, this is as raw an exposition dump as can possibly exist. And it's just... That's true. Yeah. It's just, like, not very exciting.
2: My feeling about this is that, like, I, I hated the first pensive chapter because it felt out of place. I was like, this is not, this is not the tone mm-hmm. or the content that I wanted Harry Potter. Mm-hmm that remains true of this chapter and is uh, like almost dumber (laughs) in its content and what it is like aping yeah a bit but also there's no story like like there was kind of a story in the first one right yeah it was was kind of had a beginning middle and end it was like a whole a whole scene that had a story going on in it yeah this is not
1: right like like the, the last one as bad as it was was at least like Uh, an x-files bottle episode right yeah this is nothing it's it is uh it is a scene like it it, and like you know nothing wrong with just like uh you know a a small scene but like nothing for as much as like dumbledore himself as a character in this chapter literally to harry and the audience tells us what we should be taking from this story (laughs) there's nothing there's (laughs) nothing to take away from this really that either we didn't already know or didn't like did we we didn't need to know any of this stuff uh in fact i would say that the story is like uh uh actively worse for having this information be a part of it now
2: I think it works against all of what Harry Potter is trying to be about. Yeah, I like. I know that. I know that's like a crazy thing to say. And this chapter is like kind of nothing, so it's weird. But I actually think this is so poisonous to the story. Yeah, it's no, so bad. It's, I think it's so confusing and weird.
1: Yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree. Like it. it We'll get into it when we get into the, the like, actual Tom Riddle scene, right? But, like, I think you're 100% correct. There's, like, th- this is, like, so thematically against the grain of what has been good about Harry Potter so far. And, like, specifically about, like, the relationship between Harry and Voldemort and how they work as hero and villain, right? Like, yeah. just really throws a wrench in some you know it was always basic but it was a good setup and in yeah
2: i mean it was established in a kid's book right it was established in a fable uh, (laughs) style story and this is just like so off the rails to me yeah let's let's do some cleanup let's talk about all the stuff that happens before we learn about tom riddle
1: yeah yeah, the two pages or so up front here of uh, of Leanne cleanup.
2: Yeah, our Leanne is Leanne is back, uh, sort of. Um, <laughs> I I mean, I I really did have a chuckle to myself that um, the way this like cursed object that kills you instantly works is that it doesn't work as well if you just touch it through a tiny hole in your glove. Oh
1: my god! I I like wanted to bang my head against the wall when I got to that like explanation <laughs> because the, this was the thing that we were like like the one thing last chapter that we were both like heaping praise on was like how cool right. that scene was like oh yeah I think it was I think you specifically said like oh finally we see some dark magic that isn't just like the kill you spell
2: oh it, yeah but it was <laughs> and it just <laughs> like but but oh this what is this glove made out of <laughs>
1: I guess she has like a really shitty woolen glove with big holes in it or something. I yeah, I the the mechanics of that are hilarious and also just the like way to just undercut the spookiest scene that's been in the book so far to say like oh yeah if she had like full on touched this thing she would have just like fallen over like
2: what ab- what about this curse like how does this curse work that it like kills you instantly but if you touch it just a little bit you fly into the air and scream.
1: And like do like a cool like crucifix pose. Right. Like it's so much scarier. Like this I don't know. Like like the we have no b- b- dark magic in Harry Potter, what does that mean? Like we joked about this when the uh when Dark Arts Month was happening at the at the theme park, right? But like, <laughs> what is dark magic? Is it anything that like is hurty or kills people? Is that, is that all it is? Is there, is it not coming from, I don't know, like, you know, I re- I realized that there would be some, you know, capital P politics to this if it was the case, but like, is it some more, uh, uh druidic, primal, like, pre-Christian magic?
2: No, no Wiggins at Hogwarts. Yeah, no Wiggins Absolutely at Hogwarts. Absolutely not. Yeah.
1: Like, That's
2: not real magic. Right. That's not like J.K. Rowling's <laughs> real magic. Yeah.
1: <laughs> But, like, we, we have no sense, like, even aesthetically, really, of, like, what separates dark magic and and light magic in this series, other than, like, the good guys do one and the bad guys do the other. There's no, I don't know, like, they're, like no one's going, like, oh, yeah, don't go to Stonehenge, that's where bad sacrifice magic happens, right? Or any, anything like that. It's just i'm begging for anything here and like that scene we got of 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 uh katie you know rising into the sky and uh uh uh, like screaming and and like doing a cool pose and it's like oh that's really spooky and cool and scary like i have that has a vibe but i guess it's just because the spell didn't work actually and if she had touched it it would have just been gun spell
2: yeah yeah that's what gun spell is If it just it just brushes past you if it just grazes you <laughs>
1: is this is this like the wizard equivalent of sniping like it, you're just putting vodka kedavra in an object and like <laughs> hoping they touch it
2: incredible it's so boring it's I, so I have fucking to, snape's lame. cool though right
1: yeah snape's cool we like snape He's he's good well, at.
2: He's a dark arts expert. He's a dark arts expert. Hey, get get this get this kill you instantly necklace to Snape. He'll know what to do. And
1: he'll look at it and say, "Oh yeah, that is definitely the kill spell." They put the ba- <laughs> they put the gun spell in this necklace. You were right
2: to bring don't, this to don't me. Don't don't touch this. <laughs> the mechanics
1: of it are so good too, because like I does it does it need to it does it have like one curse charge on it. Or is it still very dangerous because they were all like passing it around and, and touching it and, and maybe like... it
2: has a cooldown <laughs> it's like a hearthstone
1: uh-huh. oh it has 30 minutes before you can cast it again oh fuck yes. Hurry, get
2: this to snape before it comes off cooldown
1: <laughs> snape won't accidentally hotkey this one he's a click player
2: <laughs> he absolutely is not don't say that
1: <laughs> i'm sorry we shouldn't insult snape on his birthday
2: no don't snape
1: absolutely has meticulous hotkeys set up uh, Thank you. and he has one of those cool gaming mice that have like numbers on the side so he can like do double hotkeys
2: no he's yeah he is like he has like a really meticulous gaming setup he's he's really like he's a huge tryhard, but he's just not that good that's <laughs> probably that's probably his thing he's just like can't can't get good he's
1: a he's like a caster is what i like you know he's he's he he kind of sticks in like silver and gold in games if he plays ranked but like he's really good at the theory part of it just maybe not the mm-hmm. execution part but he's he's like a you know he's an up-and-coming uh shoutcaster for sure
2: that's wonderful yeah
1: good snape lord we just told more of a story than this chapter <laughs> does by the way <laughs> so yeah so we had so so we immediately in the first page of this chapter just completely undercut everything that we liked about the last one um and then harry is just in dumbledore's office and is being a being a little a little brat i hate harry here
2: um don't don't worry harry dumbledore also hates property crime and he will make sure that vendungas does not (laughs) does not lay a finger on any of his stuff ever again
1: it's so yeah, we get so much libertarian. Really focusing Harry
2: on what really matters in this
1: story. It's so good. These these are the character moments we get. Is Harry is still fucking incensed that Mundungus touched the cup that neither he <laughs> uh, nor Sirius liked or Harry even remembered he owned. Uh, just just furious that that this could happen.
2: It's the principle of the thing. It's the principle of the thing. Thank you. <laughs>
1: um but uh dumbledore is in such uh 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 powerful agreement with harry here that he very ominously says i i rather think he dreads facing me he's mm, dumbledore is going to to give to give uh uh, mundungus a piece of his mind about about property when he sees him next
2: yeah absolutely so that's the character moment we got for harry again
1: yeah very good stuff the like the the one thing here that is like almost good is that uh Nigelis black the port the portrait is yeah privy to this conversation and like is really like blase and and like snarky until this point and then he hears that mundungus is touching cups and he gets like actually pissed off and that is great because that is a character who would uh uh be annoyed about that stuff both like as a member of that family a pureblood and a slytherin right like like that works for him
2: yeah it's almost like that's there. like i feel like that's so close to setting him opposite from the good characters who should care about the things that actually matter Mm -hmm. but it doesn't happen it's just like he also agrees that's bad yeah
1: i mean like in a better story this would be like harry's true slytherin nature coming out right
2: sure like
1: like like little hints and clues here here and there that like oh maybe the sorting hat was right initially um yeah but this oh you know what this was a news story i forgot to um get into but it's very appropriate here did you uh-huh. did you read about the guy who got uh sentenced actual jail time for selling stuff from the studio oh, tour
2: yeah i did hear that uh so like
1: okay <laughs> <laughs> I I if I was a co-worker at the studio tour and I saw someone doing this my uh, my reaction would be to pull them aside and say hey this is really fucking obvious that you're doing this right mm. and 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 leave it there because I don't give a shit if if uh, uh, uh if someone wants to sneak off some shitty harry potter plushies and sell them on ebay do not care the part of that article that is so mind-boggling to me the like statement from the judge who was like like oh thanks to his co-workers who noticed and and immediately told their bosses you fucking rats you little you little, you little you little worms what what contemptible little tiny little men you have to be to to work at the studio tour for presumably not very much money and to see a guy doing i mean again pretty dumb shit right like it seems like it was pretty obvious that he was doing it he wasn't exactly like a criminal mastermind here but like to be oh sir sir um oh oh the nasty little boy next to me is stealing pens from from the gift shop whatever shall we do but uh, tell me i'm a good boy and give me a promotion <laughs> <laughs> fucking vermin just just the fucking worst people um but boy that philosophy sure is like ingrained in harry potter right like just, just everyone's a little fucking tattletale in this series
2: harry potter culture <laughs> harry potter work culture
1: <laughs> i mean like and this is you know on top of of uh uh jiggy the richest woman in 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 the UK taking her former assistant to court for stealing some DVDs and like buying Starbucks on her on her card, right? Like, ugh.
2: M- Mundungus is the true the true villain of Harry Potter.
1: <laughs> Mundungus is far worse than than Voldemort.
2: <laughs> well, I don't know. Voldemort also does some property crime in this chapter, so. <laughs>
1: It's so fucking stupid. I sorry to go off on a tangent there, but just like I was reading that and I was reading the news and I was just like, this this attitude, this like bizarre class traitor snitch culture thing is real prominent in like not only this book, but just like this series and this uh this like uh entire fandom, I suppose. It's so stupid. Absolutely. Anyway sorry to sorry to go off but uh that's all right (laughs) but uh yeah so so we so we get we get them discussing the real problem which is uh, mundungus doing property crime um dumbledore i guess will uh investigate any student based on nothing if you tell him that's also great that's right uh the panopticon of hogwarts uh is is truly a nightmare it sounds like
2: He'll investigate anything. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about this conversation that Dumbledore has with Harry about Um Voldemort's mom giving up her magic. Because I don't understand what this is here for. Yeah. I'm having a hard time, like, wrapping my head around this. And it's probably just because Voldemort's character and, like, the story that Dumbledore is, like, really telling here doesn't make sense. And it's just, like, a whole mishmash of different ideas for no reason but this discussion that they have where it's like her husband abandoned her and so she stopped using magic and and wouldn't and wouldn't raise her wand even to save her own life Mm -hmm. and would get scammed into into (laughs) parting with her property because she won't do magic and she sucks so bad and she's just the worst and um and on and on and harry gets mad and i want to know like what like why (laughs) can you explain like what is it going for because i don't really get it
1: uh i hmm there is a very clumsy attempt i think in this whole chapter like like if i had to guess like what exactly this chapter was trying to do Mm-hmm. Is, like, creating this, like, direct parallel between Harry and um, Voldemort a- 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 as children. And how okay. they were both unaware of the magical world and abused sure. and in bad situations until their 11th birthday when a-, a big wizard shows up and tells them magic is real and that they are also a wizard.
0: Okay. Um,
1: and the thing that we have been told so often in this series is that like oh the thing and the thing that saved harry is was his mother's love right it is Mm -hmm. in fact uh, as as of book five i think or maybe four uh a mother's love is actually a quantifiable tangible thing that becomes a spell uh that she can do to protect her son um i think there's the line here where dumbledore is like Dumbledore raised his eyebrow. Could you possibly be feeling sorry for Lord Voldemort? No, said Harry quickly, but she had a choice, <laughs> didn't she? Not like my mother. Your mother had a choice too, said Dumbledore gently. And I think there's this weird it's this weird attempt to like make it make it seem like oh, you know, both of these kids in this bad situation, the only thing, you know, the only thing that uh, separated the uh, Hitler from not hitler was uh, was uh, a good parent right and this is jk rowling's i mean like this is like her life's work now right like she has her whole lumos thing where she yeah, her charity that's like all about getting kids out of orphanages and back to their real parents um this idea that like it's this like weird especially in this like narrative form really like naive and kind of i think toxic idea that like both of these both of these characters situations are exactly the same it's just that like oh one's mom liked them more right and (laughs) yeah
2: but neither of them knew their moms
1: right no it's it's crazy it's it it makes it like innate (laughs) right like it, it, it it it's 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 positing this idea that like uh it's just this this completely uh uh like, like, like it's just it's, it's it's just this like like innate again innate thing that's like oh if 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 your mom loved you you'll be good, and if you don't have a real parent around or ever right you'll you'll be bad and it that's that's all I can squeeze out of this chapter uh really that sucks it sucks no it sucks ass it's terrible like this whole this <laughs> ho- this this whole discussion between Dumbledore and Harry. Where Dumbledore's like, "Damn, Merope, She couldn't do spells. Uh, she was lazy. She, uh, uh she was s- stupid as hell."
2: Then why did why did the last pensive chapter set us up to feel bad for her? Well, I think th- there's, I think you're
1: still supposed to feel bad for her, maybe, but also, because like Dumbledore's like, "Oh, don't we we can't judge her too harshly."
2: Uh, yeah but then he immediately goes on to say like but she just didn't have the character strength to uh to make it to make it better no
1: yeah this is this is this is this is jk rowling's whole philosophy it's like
2: personal responsibility marope ever heard of it yeah
1: i mean this, this is like damn if only poor people would stop having kids society society would be better right like oh overpopulation. there's just too many people who can't be taken care of by by their by their dumb stupid parents it's it's gross it's uh it's this this weird essentialism that like like is common I- enough in fantasy but like the thing that makes it so much more ugly here i think is that like harry potter isn't like like a you know like a biblical fantasy or like a euro fantasy thing where it's like it's it's very um mythological right and like like things are a little more removed than they are in real life uh uh whereas this is a story about dumbledore in like the 30s or whatever the 40s going to an orphanage and like talking to like a very real vision of like a working class uh woman in london and and like uh, uh tricking her into letting him take a kid and like <laughs> all of a sudden that stuff that like maybe wasn't meant to be commentary just becomes commentary by virtue of the setting right mm-hmm. um and it's 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 ugly I don't know like it's it's a it was it's it's nasty it's condescending it's it's a little it's cruel i mean like like dumbledore says like oh we can't judge her too harshly but like he clearly is judging her right and a lot of blame is being laid at her feet by the story um for not being as epic as lily uh and doing the love spell Um,
2: harry's extreme reaction to it really bothered me yeah it's such an odd perspective for him to have kind of and i know it is trying to like draw that parallel between harry and voldemort and like choices and not or whatever but to, for harry to have that like bizarre gut reaction where it's like well like rope chose not to take responsibility for tom riddle is like i don't know where that's coming from from him i mean i know it's not it's coming from J.K. Right. Rowling, right like yeah that sucks
1: he's a, he, he is such a mouthpiece in this scene um and it's it's especially i think illuminating coming right off the back of the mundungas conversation
0: mm-hmm. because
1: it, it really like r- paints a picture of like this is a story where like societal factors don't exist this book truly earnestly believes that voldemort and harry are the same person basically yeah uh the, and that like uh um Marope's situation was exactly the same as Lily's. Uh, you know, Lily, the rich, well-off, uh, d- uh, school sweetheart, right, is the same as the abused, uh, uh, poor woman who, uh, like has no money and has no societal cachet these things are the same to jk rowling she
2: just wasn't courageous enough yeah i'm like and, and, and yeah
1: she, just, she, she, she didn't she
2: wasn't a gryffindor she, you know
1: she wasn't enough of a gryffindor she didn't have that ruth bader ginsburg energy uh she i she, like it's the same with Mundungus, right it's like you know yeah it sucks that Mundungus is a thief but like we we don't really know like he's clearly not a rich guy right like he is a he is a career criminal who is constantly looking for ways to make money to survive harry has, harry is like effectively a millionaire like why why isn't the order why isn't harry helping Mundungus, and like you know i'm I, I, at, at the same time i'm not asking for this story to be like and i want every character to be politically astute and agree with me but like it's weird that this never comes up right like uh in in the voice of the story it is like it's never questioned why Mundungus is a thief or why marope couldn't provide for her son uh they are just immutable facts that that have nothing to do with uh where these characters stations in life are
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's yeah grody
2: so tom riddle young young tom riddle that's where we are right there's nothing in this chapter i mean there's
1: the there's the, yeah let's there's the whole conversation with the the nurse which i think is the closest this story gets to being interesting mm-hmm. um but yeah let's let's get into it. let's get into dumbledore's memory
2: Uh, Did you picture Jude Law Dumbledore? I
1: did. Unfortunately, (laughs) also, here's here's the problem. I pictured Jude Law Dumbledore, but there's also the line about him having long hair. And so I was just, I was just picturing like (laughs) Jude Law, but with really long, like, like metal head hair and, and like a big mustache. And it was not a great image to me
2: um in addition to that here's some more um accidental harry subtext nice suit sir said harry before he could stop himself (laughs) (laughs) and i'm just sitting here picturing jude law dumbledore (laughs) whoops
1: (laughs) oh i will say that is that that line was just at least a breath of fresh air and that it like it was a funny line from harry in this chapter which is lord knows we needed something anything from him that wasn't like his platform for the libertarian party nomination
2: yeah yeah um so tom riddle as an 11 year old is like a daytime tv true crime special psychopath now sure is what's up with that
1: it sucks ass I'm feeling
2: about that <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: oh uh, i god i think between the two of us we're we're each gonna go off on many rants on this chapter this is we're we're getting mm-hmm. our mm-hmm. we're getting our like we we need our rant sonas uh our youtube rant sonas full fo- you know folded arms wacky faces right. this is this is us uh for this chapter
2: Uh huh.
1: um it's so fucking lame that that's where they decide to go with voldemort (laughs) it sucks voldemort voldemort like was so i mean like god the books have really tried their best to like make him not intimidating or all that cunning right like
0: Uh he's
1: failed he has failed to kill a, a child four or five times now sure um but this idea that he is just like he is not like a a three-dimensional character, right? He is—he is just a very purpose-driven, scary, determined villain who mm-hmm. has a clear goal to be immortal mm-hmm. and will cut however violent a path he has to to get there. That's sure. cool. That's all you need, right? That can carry. Yeah. That can carry so much of a story. Uh Because it's something for the other characters to reflect off of. And now just turning him into Ted Bundy is so boring. I hate it.
2: It, I feel, I I really, I don't think I'm exaggerating by saying that I think it takes every theme that Harry Potter is about, everything, like, about Harry's relationship with Voldemort and throws it in the garbage can. Yeah. I think that, I don't, I don't want to tell, like, I want to make it clear I'm talking about like pop culture psychopaths here yeah. right like like that like when I'm talking about Shane Dawson documentary uh, <laughs> is the person that you're passing on the street a sociopath right this this is this is like uh, like thrill, like standard thriller movie silence of
1: the lambs
2: of the lambs like serial killer guy right that's Tom Riddle now It's every it's every true crime like documentary, like trashy documentary about Jeffrey Dahmer that you could ever watch. And it's like he's torturing animals. He's like he's like mean to kids. He's like controlling. He's like he's the he's the out of control kid, which uh, like there are a lot of stories in pop culture that like have something they use that to, to varying degrees of success to tell a story about there's like a few different directions i can cut right can talk about like yeah. the nature of evil right the idea that that there is there is evil in the world that is outside of your control that's chaos that almost is not evil in its essence because it is a force of nature right, right? like te- like you like you can't you almost can't account for Ted Bundy he's like an anomaly right mm-hmm. The, the, or or the, like, nature of chaos and, like, why that that could happen and there's just really no reason. And you can tell a story about that. Like, there's no reason. The idea that, like, a parent could have a child that they grow to hate. These are all, like, interesting things. That's not what Harry Potter's about. Right. And it never has been. That doesn't work for Voldemort. It just, it just plain doesn't. And that's not the story it's trying to tell. It's trying to tell a story about a guy who wanted to live forever so badly that he sacrifices every single thing that makes life worth living. When you make him, like, a pop culture Silence of the Lamb psychopath, that just, it is out the window. It is, like, extraneous information that ruins that.
1: Yeah. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah, it is so great. Like, I think back to, like, the Mirror of Erised chapter, right? Uh-huh. And, like, how effective that was on a reread and how that is still like if you ask me like hey what's your favorite part of revisiting harry potter for this show i would probably point to that and say like that chapter is still very affecting um both in how it characterizes harry and ron um but also for like what it does for voldemort as a character uh when you know as as dumb and silly as it is that the Miravera said is at the bottom of the <laughs> the bottom of the dungeon at the end right like it's important mm-hmm. for it to be there as a symbol for voldemort uh to uh um uh, interact with because you know as we've been told like like just because you desire something it might not be like the path forward right like that mm-hmm. is like a, a really I- important theme in harry potter is this idea that you need to let go of things that are dead, uh, and and you know remember them and cherish them. But like you can't dwell on these things. And Voldemort, up until this chapter, I guess, was such a perfect villain to help serve that theme, uh, mm-hmm. as just a guy who, like, he can't not look into the mirror. of said, right? Like that is that is uh-huh. that is his that is his full fov is taken up by the mirror mirror set <laughs> constantly uh he, yeah everywhere he looks that is all he sees is Is what he wants and he will do whatever it takes to get it and like he is consumed by uh uh this idea of like um uh, 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 uh of, of of living forever and experiencing everything forever and never letting go right Mm-hmm. that's gone now like who is this who is you you've changed the villain in act six out of seven yeah fundamentally irreparably
2: it, it is shocking to me that the reveal and and the reason that this is here in the first place is to provide a clue for these Horrible artifacts that split your soul, they destroy your humanity, and yet in in the goal to bring us that clue, we are given evidence that Tom Riddle basically was just doomed from the start, has no humanity, had no hope, so it has no stakes like what what disgust am I supposed to feel yeah, that it, he would that he would sacrifice his humanity to 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 bring him his goals I mean that's the tragedy yeah. right is it's like yeah, you can split your soul up, you can live forever, but you're not you anymore, but he never was because in like in in the pop culture psychopath guy that he is he's 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 messed up, he's twisted, there isn't there's no sacrifice yeah
1: he has the demon seed right like he, he yeah <laughs> uh it's so weird and and what makes this so strange is how much more effective i think it, like i mentioned earlier in rant number two or three or whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, um that like this is trying to force a parallel between harry and and Voldemort. But what would be so much scarier and more effective, I think, would be for Dumbledore to go to the orphanage and meet Tom Riddle and have Tom Riddle be the most pleasant, precocious 11-year-old boy in the world. Same as Mm -hmm. Harry, uh, you know, under very similar circumstances, you know, uh, uh, orphaned mistreated stuck in a in a shitty uh 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 uh, home that is not his own right Mm -hmm. and take him to hogwarts and have him just be you know the uh, uh, just a cunning student a great guy uh, uh 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 and for him to slowly slip into you know whatever form of like wizard extremism he falls into uh over time rather than just always being evil like because it's weird that you the the, and this is why i say that this feels like a first draft Mm
0: -hmm. is i
1: don't understand how jk set out clearly to write a chapter highlighting the parallels between these two characters the hero and the villain Mm -hmm. finished it and then didn't realize that actually the thing that would make them way more parallel and way more uncomfortable for the reader to grapple with is if tom wasn't a cartoon psycho right like yeah like 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 if 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 your goal if your big twist is to show that like oh you know there's so many and i i say cliches not as an insult here but like they are cliche like every villain thinks they're the hero of their own story right like mm-hmm. t- to do that kind of thing that's perfect for a children slash ya book right you can you can tell that story mm-hmm. it was sitting right in front of her why is it this why why is he why is he damien i don't because because honestly all this raises to me is a question like my main query leaving this chapter is what is the nature of a soul in harry potter because
2: apparently it's just something that's predetermined by how nice your mom is (laughs) right (laughs) how cool your mom is and if if you if your mom sucks and and won't be courageous enough to like help you grow up you're just you're ted bundy now yeah
1: which is so weird because if you the, the difference between voldemort pre and post soul doesn't seem all that different and if we're supposed to believe that like having a soul capital s soul in harry potter like so many other stories is like having innate goodness right and and compassion that's usually mm-hmm. like what it what a soul is in in uh in in theology uh is is this is this, is like the soul just the bios of a human in harry <laughs> potter like like it doesn't uh-huh. matter like, like like you just need it to boot and like that's it like it's not like it's not a tangent you know it's not a a thing that uh that like uh uh is is informed by your kindness or or uh uh, uh godliness or whatever like, like it's it's none of those things it's just like nope you just have it and you can take it out if you really want to but it'll make your nose fall off i guess like what on top to bottom everything this chapter does just it destroys the character of voldemort it it runs a it runs like a a a sledgehammer through the themes that have existed in this story so far and it like at least puts a few dents in like the theology theological makeup of the world to me right like it just just a disaster did she just
2: did she just like write in her like weird spiritual thesis about like why serial killers exist like in in harry potter for no reason I can't I can't figure it out. I really I'm truly baffled by this. <laughs> <laughs> I think like J.K. Rowling, yeah, I think everyone is fascinated by that, right? Everyone has stayed up late, like reading the Wikipedia page about John Wayne Gacy and being like, wow, evil exists in the world. How could this happen? Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> but, but, you know, just walk just walk away from that. It almost it doesn't it doesn't matter.
1: It really makes me cu-
2: doesn't matter to Harry Potter that's for sure.
1: <laughs> it really makes me curious about her detective novels. <laughs> right? Like oh my god. I mean like this is this is if any it, it, like the one thing that we can take away from this broadly is like uh th- this is where it, I guess it really became obvious that like this is what she wants to write, right? Like I want to write a fucked up twisted serial killer novel. Like okay. Yeah, sure. Go with God, do that. Sure. Why not?
2: <laughs> I just I just can't believe how much this works against all of Harry Potter. I just like I just keep thinking of more ways it works against it. Like Dumbledore going on is like his like epic line at the end of book two being like, you know, it's not it's not about like what like innately what you are it's about the choices you make and it's like this is just works to show us that like Tom Riddle didn't have a choice there was no choice here this is just who he is this is innate like his his mom passed on the demon seed to him and this is just who he is (laughs) it's so also it makes Dumbledore seem like the biggest idiot in the world this this chapter is literally like like Dumbledore invites Ted Bundy to Hogwarts why (laughs)
1: it's yeah it's baffling let's we have to get into some of the actual details here because they are they are ridiculous uh this this conversation he has with with the uh is she the nurse what who who is the uh the the woman in charge that he's talking to uh i don't even know she's, she's mrs cole she's in charge of this uh uh orphanage um uh she, I don't understand what I'm supposed to take from this scene specifically, mm-hmm. because is is the implication here that, like, Dumbledore double fucked up here and that she didn't really want, like, because she, she lists all, like, the litany of fucked up shit that, that Tom Riddle's done. Mm-hmm. But then when Dumbledore says, like, oh, like, I'm here to pick him up. And she's like, is there nothing I can do to change your mind? Are you definitely leaving with him? Is the implication that, like, she might, she could have been, like, the new mother figure. And and she, like, felt for him. And Dumbledore, like, took that away. Is, that's, like, I'm grasping and grasping at, at, like, anything here.
2: Maybe, but I can't, but I feel like she's already always been there like she's been yeah. with him since he was a baby so that doesn't really make sense and he's already like torturing animals so i'm not really sure what what the big turnaround could be yeah
1: but but, uh, but i'm i'm also like i think i might just be like reading too much into it because like everything she has to say about tom riddle is negative like oh all the other kids hate him everyone thinks he's a little freak everyone knows that he's he's up to he some is. shit. yeah no yeah she's not they're she's right she's not wrong and they are right um uh, But like she still seems not comfortable with him weaving, which which is th- I, I didn't.
2: Cr- I think it's just supposed to show that she's nice, right? Yeah. Like she is good intentioned. I I I only, I, I mean, it's like completely extraneous, yeah. right? But
1: she can't fight the demon seed. No, I fucking hate. By the way, the like like I mean the the animal torture whatever we're used to that in harry potter at this point jake <laughs> j- <laughs> sure J.K. Yeah. rolling fucking hates animals
2: yeah hang a rabbit from the rafters who cares uh, uh, i'm over I'll, it uh, j-
1: honestly maybe there's a little bit of uh um uh J.K. rolling's own hang-ups here i would say just like the number of animals that have been tortured for fun in in this in this series um i fucking hate this uh oh uh uh, he took two kids into a cave and no one knows what he did there shit fucking just just get this out of here not in harry potter please like
2: yeah it's really uncomfortable
1: uh like obviously there's no direct like like it doesn't say what he did and the implications are very broad um but like it's just too much for Harry Potter again this is this is this is more uh late night wikipedia reading stuff right like just just just
2: yeah put that put that in your fucked up serial killer novel yeah. please like keep it there i i don't like object to it existing in in the written word or right, anything no. but it is so, it is so um like shocking to gesture at at that sort of thing in in this uh, it's it's icky like just please do not yeah
1: it's it's so inappropriate for this story and this, this set of characters and it's really just and it's so and i think honestly like the, this the biggest crime here it's just that it's so fucking boring it <laughs> it's the she just straight up gave the the evil wizard hitler like the dark triad like yeah it's it's like this like the the latest season of mind hunter has a kid who does all this stuff right like and
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> it's so 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 overdone uh and lazy and boring and i mean like you said at the top of this conversation right like it's we we are talking when, when we're like talking about like oh psychopaths we we're talking about like movie fiction psychopaths right yeah um but like, this is the language in which psychopathy exists in, in, in most popular fiction. And she couldn't even put an interesting magical spin on it. She just, he tortures animals, he tortures other kids he's he's like the the i I guess i forgot that the one thing in the triad that i guess we don't know here is that he doesn't pee the bed or whatever which is the other thing that they used to think was like oh if you do all three of these things you're a serial killer baby you have the dark gene um
2: maybe the editor like cut one thing out and i think that the editor misfired definitely should have cut cut out the torturing other children part (laughs) but you know can only you can only get rid of one out of every so three horrible things. There's so much
1: poop and pee in this book.
2: Maybe, yeah, <laughs> reached reached capacity. No more.
1: <laughs> maybe that was maybe that was like meant to be like some sort of foreshadowing because there was the the you know poo or whatever early in this book, and it's like oh, Harry finds out that Voldemort peed the bed, and is a serial killer now. uh Just
2: I can't believe they made fold over into a serial killer for no reason i mean i know he is literally right he's killed many people but to have him be ted bundy's serial killer is just so boring i can't i am like i'm i knew this was coming i didn't realize how how explicitly that it was going to be it is so
1: funny especially because remember in like middle of book five or so when we were joking about how like oh this book keeps on like switching between voldemort being like like rommel the genius commander of the dark wizards or <laughs> uh, uh a serial killer like he or he's charles manson like he, like he's he's uh-huh. he, whatever the story needs he is he is one of those yeah but instead now it's just that now it's just that he is the psychopath uh he is he is just the the fucked up twisted serial killer uh uh damien kid like it's just so i i I keep going back to but like the, the only word i can find is boring it's like why why in the sixth book where you're delving into your villain is this is that the best you can do really like oh damn he's every psycho killer from a movie in the 90s thank you thanks joe
2: so I know that we got out of the other pensive chapter with Harry going, like, why did you show me that? <laughs> and I also understand that this is just to drop the clue about the Horcruxes. Yeah. But I, and and the other thing I understand is that people have a voyeuristic fascination with, like, serial killer media. Yeah. So that's true. But within the context of the story, if if I were Harry... I would really be like, why are you showing me this? Because having, because at this point, it's just like, you got to kill Voldemort. We got to do it. And all of this just doesn't, doesn't matter. Right. And like him being a serial killer, like extremely makes that not matter. Why do we need to w- figure out his nature? When it <laughs> like, like this, this thing in particular, 90s serial killer, um, like thriller movie guy is like especially so it especially doesn't matter now yeah because there's no there's no coming back from that
1: yeah it's super weird it doesn't it it doesn't it doesn't work either way because if the goal was if for whatever reason like i still have no fucking idea why this would be dumbledore's goal but if the goal was for dumbledore to humanize voldemort to harry why show him this because it works against that uh and then if the goal was to make harry because there's the there's the thing there was that part that we touched on in like chapter one or two or whatever where there's that great scene where dumbledore is like talking to harry in the broom closet uh, and has spiders crawling all over him and stuff, and is like mm-hmm. telling telling Harry that he's gonna have to he's gonna have to to buckle up because this year's gonna be crazy. And Harry's like, I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna kill as many Death Eaters as I, if I'm going down, I'm taking them all with me, right? <laughs> and that uh-huh. was like a really good scene because there's this eerie sense that like well, uh, Dumbledore's like manipulating him into being uh, a weapon for him mm-hmm. or something. Sure. But we got that scene then we don't need it now and we know that harry already has the bloodlust for voldemort because he killed his fucking parents right like he's he it is already personal for harry
2: harry doesn't react to this though yeah Like, like that could have been a really effective thing especially if it was really like more manipulative dumbledore stuff like if this was dumbledore showing harry this so harry would come out and be like wow you should have killed him immediately. We got to take this guy down. Like, there's nothing. You saw baby Hitler good, like, and you oh, didn't do anything. You know. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. right? Like, I would go back in time and kill baby Hitler. If that was Harry's reaction, fine. Yeah. But he doesn't react. Like, it's literally, he just, like, brings up the clue and then leaves. I,
1: it, it really, um, it really just circles back. It, I, I I hate to say it. I hate to go off on this again but it's the fucking pensive is so ruinous (laughs) to this story
2: oh well let's talk about that more though because I highlighted something that was very interesting or maybe I didn't because now I can't find it you're talking about the part where um, Dumbledore's
1: like I assure you it's very accurate and interesting
0: yeah yeah
2: yeah. you'll find it both rich in detail and satisfyingly accurate that's quite a time to introduce that concept to these objective memories (sighs)
1: it would be so fucking cool if the pensive was not objective right like i mean we will we will i think the only reason that line is actually there is to stick in your brain for when we get the slughorn memory later that is like obviously edited right yeah uh whereas this as far as we know it was just like the objective truth because it has been so far throughout this Mm -hmm. series yep could have been so fucking cool. Again, if this was if this was zombie Dumbledore manipulating Harry...
2: <laughs> I can't believe that I wish it was zombie Dumbledore. Right?
1: If it was zombie imperious, infuri Dumbledore...
2: The bar is on the floor.
1: Manipulating Harry by showing him fake propaganda, that would be so much fucking better. But it's not that. It's... <laughs> this chapter has, love, like reading group discussion questions built in at the end again first draft <laughs> note cards shit you can't do that you can't end a chapter that way with the characters going like okay and now what did we learn what did did you notice all of the clues bing bong like it's just so on the nose
2: the line that kills me is when dumbledore is like telling tom riddle that he's a wizard and tom riddle says "Like i always knew i was special what was my was my father a wizard? He was called Tom Riddle too. They've told me, and Dumbledore says, "I'm afraid I don't know." And then he and then Tom Riddle says back, "My mother can't have been magic, or she wouldn't have died. <laughs> it must it must have been him." So when I've got all my stuff, when do I come to this Hogwarts? And Dumbledore doesn't say anything. Like he doesn't. Like no wizards die. What are you talking about?
1: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Tom, is it like you re- did you read the script? <laughs> What's
2: I didn't tell I didn't tell you you were a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> told you you were a wizard
1: i think there are many 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 things wrong with all of the dumbledore and uh tom interactions here but Mm -hmm. i think my favorite dumbass detail in this (laughs) Uh is whenever uh tom riddle says something commanding and it basically like it, it basically all but says like uh, the soundtrack does a bassy rumble when he talks for this part, right? Or it's like, oh, he's- he's- suddenly his voice becomes commanding, and- and he says, show- show me the- show me the magic. Tell me the truth.
2: Just- This chapter is Star Wars, you know? We've- we both came to this conclusion independently, but thus he's just <laughs> using Force Persuade on yeah? the other kids. Oh,
1: <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> yeah. Yeah, he's just- he, yeah, he's using- and at least there in in star wars if they had the evil the evil sith child oh wait they did that fuck this is the star (laughs) wars this is star wars this is star wars now this is this is joe watched attack of the clones and uh uh phantom menace and was like i could do better than this uh i can i can i mean i'm gonna write my fix-it fic for the prequels anakin he doesn't say oh are you an angel he says badass stuff like tell me the truth
2: (laughs) i always knew i I was special i feel like like she was watching like a prequel movie marathon and fell asleep and then like woke up a bunch of times during Mm. like the silence of the lambs marathon (laughs) that was on afterward oh fuck and that's how this happened (laughs) (laughs) fell asleep with the usa movie channel on
1: dogshit chapter just awful zero out of ten on this one this this is this is going right to the bottom with norbert chapter and uh and the gropp chapter just irredeemable
2: really impressive to just ruin voldemort's character completely (laughs) like just it's so boring i'm i'm so uninterested in the conflict between him and harry now
1: yeah it's just just bulldozed the interesting interactions between these characters for, I think i like, this is a broader problem. I think with like, th- this isn't even a criticism of, of JK Rowling here specifically, but I think that this is just like endemic to criticism. Right. Sure. Uh, this idea that like the more dimensions a character has, the better, which I just think is just plant, like just flatly not true. Mm, um, yeah, uh like and like this was like a really common thing for like <laughs> like you know t- 2000s post nine eleven fiction stuff where it's like every possible angle of every character has to be explored in granular detail to you know to really get in their heads and you know show them, you know what is the morality here like like that that was that was a real alluring thing at this time period and i think that 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 has stuck around but like voldemort serves this story and is so much more interesting as a character when he was a two-dimensional villain because he props up so much else about the other characters in the world right Mm -hmm. um characters don't have to all be the most well-rounded multi-dimensional sympathetic people in the world and especially if you are going to attempt to do that uh don't trade in the most boring two-dimensional tropes to do it that's the part that makes this so funny is that like in this attempts to flesh out voldemort as like a more uh, uh realized character she's just kind of made him more paper thin by borrowing the most boring possible traits around, right? Like just a failure on every front here.
2: Yeah. Um I also feel like it's worth mentioning that it's something we didn't really get into here. Like there there are a lot of like problems with these tropes, right? Yeah. Like these like the, the serial killer. It's almost not like I don't think it's worth getting into for Harry Potter to like point out why it sucks in the wider context of like the world we live in because it it is put in to this character so thoughtlessly like like i'm not like i'm just like wow like yeah she did watch just a bunch of like true crime like daytime tv yeah and that's just about as much thought as as is put in these tropes like i i don't even want to get into why why they suck or why Mm -hmm. like shane dawson's sociopath video sucks Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so but i just want to make it clear that that it also does indeed yeah Suck. yeah no in 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 a in a wider <laughs> context of pop culture for sure i just i think that that's like something we could talk about completely separately to this right
1: that's a that's a whole common room episode we could
2: but it's worth but it's also worth saying like yeah. i don't want to ignore oh, that totally. that is the case
1: yeah no it's it's just nasty you know like you know like i name drop like silence of the Lambs and stuff here where so I, I i don't think that like any art that used these tired tropes is like 100% nuclear, you know, radioactive level bad, right?
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: they have, you know, there is so much uh, uh, interesting criticism out there. You can read about true crime media and serial killer media that, like, uh, can get into it better than I can here. But, but, like, it is the thoughtless deployment of tropes that are already like fraught i would say right i i can i can i can suspend my criticism or i can be more charitable to like tropes like these depending on how they're used right not here
2: yeah well that's the thing is it's like okay you're you're going to employ these things and it's for no reason (laughs) it says nothing it is it is not seeking to say anything about about like the world or the story or like it is it is purely like I cannot come up with any other reason that it's in here other than JK Rowling finds media that depicts those things to be cool and interesting (laughs) and so it is in here and it exists to read this and be like wow that sure is messed up because that's the only (laughs) takeaway right like wow it's messed up when Tom Riddle hung that kid's rabbit from from the ceiling That would be, that would be messed up.
1: (laughs) Yep. Sure is. Thanks, Joe.
2: Got it. I mean, that's, that's, that's fucking uh, the Grindelwald lady coming in and killing a baby. Like, it's just that scene. It's like, wow, that's messed up. (laughs) Who would kill a baby? Right? (laughs) You can't
1: do that on TV. That's a messed up thing to do. (sighs) Yeah.
2: That's it. Yep. That's, that's, that's all there is to it. Yep.
1: Um... I don't think there's much more, well, there's so much more we can say about this chapter, but we should probably put it there, yeah?
2: It's just an episode of Criminal Minds, I don't want that.
1: <laughs> I would rather watch Criminal Minds than this. read this chapter.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I don't know why it's in here, take it out.
1: Oh, Jesus, yeah. Big, big fat F-minus on this one for Joe.
2: What's the what's the lowest grade in in the OWLs? I can't remember. T for T Troll. T for Troll.
1: Yep, that's what this one gets. T for Troll. Before we move on, was there a most highlighted uh, passage in this one?
2: No. I've highlighted quite a few, but <laughs> alas, uh, maybe when people reread this book, they skip over the pensive scenes. I, I would. fucking
1: would. Yeah, Jesus. All right. Well... I think if we have nothing else to say, we should probably take a quick break and then come back with uh, something a little lighter, I would say.
2: Sounds good.
1: All right. The ability to post at all times has done something... Maybe not just to the brain and the psyche of humanity, but maybe to the soul. I would say. Oh. And you can't fight it. We're all posting. I love posting, but uh, uh, we have access to to posts about everything, both to right. to make and to read. Mm-hmm. And I fell down quite a posting hole this weekend. Sure. In reading one-star reviews of Harry Potter-themed and official Harry Potter establishments on Yelp Wonderful. and Google reviews, uh-huh, and th- my my poster's brain mostly manifests in reading other people's posts that they make sure. under the influence of poster's brain. These are the two forms mm-hmm. of posting brain: is you either yeah. you are either the poster. Or you are the post enjoyer. And it is, and it's I would say like maybe uh it's like a um a symbiotic relationship.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say it's kind of a delicate ecosystem. Yeah.
1: Um and but it's it's never ending. Mm-hmm. And the ability to complain about anything to the manager in the and and and, and not just to the real manager, but to Google and to Yelp. Who are who are have made a business out of being like the virtual manager? Yeah, um, has just it has really done something to to the to the human condition. I think. Mm-hmm. So I started because I remembered I saw I saw, I saw actually because I saw a targeted ad for a uh, a a Harry Potter themed bar.
2: Wonderful. Because
1: I guess Google. Uh, also knows that i do a harry potter podcast now
2: i'd like to say right off the top here yeah that sometimes going to establishments Mm -hmm. is about having realistic expectations (laughs) you have to like that's just something that you have to do in your life like you have to manage your expectations and and right right off the bat here i'd like to say that whenever i go to a bar that has a theme my expectations are not that high how
1: often are you going to bars with themes
2: uh never I typically <laughs> choose not to I'm just saying that if I were going to a themed bar and, right. and when I say a themed bar like like you can have like maybe like a like a small theme but if you're going hard and like doing a bar based on like someone else's IP I'm thinking that you're putting a lot of your effort into that and maybe kind of less into some other stuff <laughs>
1: I think you are 100% right, because the one I want to start off with here is for uh, a review for an establishment which is not an officially licensed Harry Potter bar, but is, of course, very, uh, uh, you know, clearly inspired by by Harry Potter. In fact, on their Mm -hmm. website, I'm looking at it right now, the first thing you see when you scroll down is a disclaimer it is broadly inspired by fantasy and science fiction, and it's a place for fans of magic. It is not endorsed by, affiliated with, or associated with Warner Bros., J.K. Rowling, or otherwise connected with Harry Potter, or J.K. Rowling's Wizarding World. It is also not endorsed by, affiliated with, or associated with Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, Rivers of London, The Magicians, Dune, The Name of the Wind, Star Wars, or otherwise connected with any one specific text or series. Although we do love those texts and think that they are the bee's knees. We are but geeks.
2: Mm, yes all of these texts i love them all so
1: if you ever want to uh fly out to new york and get yourself a magician's themed cocktail this is the place um
2: i think that they just drink regular cocktails in the magician yeah i think
1: they're just like normal normal people for the most part in that series
2: anyway this is a
1: uh a, a a bar that offers an experience that is like a a potion mixing class, okay. Where you you pay in advance, you go in, and like you're handed a bunch of ingredients. You're in a big group. Someone cosplaying as Snape is your potions master, and he tells you how to make the cocktails, and then you drink them. That's I,
2: I have to say, this is just about my worst nightmare. <laughs> I do not like I do not like interactive no. uh, food service.
1: <laughs> um. What I like about this one is that uh, this place sounds, at least according to these reviews, it just sounds like complete chaos. Uh, This review says... The staff was extremely drunk and extremely rude. Their behavior came out of nowhere because we were very respectful the entire time, although they didn't deserve any respect whatsoever. They were constantly cursing at us and harassing us. And to add on to that, one of the staff members who had shown us how to pour drinks with our wand was too wasted, speaking gibberish and stumbling all over the place. And the boss slash manager pulled them away and kicked him out right in front of us. While we were trying to take a group picture, the staff was standing in front of us and talking down at us consistently and other groups of people there uh, were getting offended by the staff's behavior as well. Uh, they were trying to kick us out and rush us out of there because they were tired and they were way too drunk to handle themselves. I'm in disbelief how unprofessional the staff is. I don't know who they think they are. Completely ruined our experience. Don't waste your time and money on this place. As fun as it looks and should be, they're not going to let you enjoy it. They'll gladly take your money, though. I hate writing bad reviews, but they deserve this one. Big time.
2: That sounds wild. If that's all true... Yeah. I don't even know if I could write a bad review. Like, that. that's... An experience on its own.
1: So here's the this is this is a good one to start with because this one is like like it's wild, right? Like this this if it's true, this idea that like the the manager had to fire a guy right in front of you because he was too drunk. That's quite a thing to have happen at a bar, right? Yeah. The thing that is so tantalizing to me about all of these reviews is that I have no idea who to believe. Because this one sounds plausible, I like. I, I feel like this is a a uh, a reasonable por- portrait of events. But as we will find in later reviews, a lot of people live for drama, you know.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And
1: and will post some absolutely wild shit about their experiences at these places the other thing though to remember is that uh some of the stories they are telling here seem to imply that like these places are actively trying to kill them this place is cute but laughably overpriced for what you're getting they don't have any of their tea slash juice drinks available yet so i opted for the uh American classic milkshake, which the server said was vegan and with an almond milk base and had peanut butter and jelly paid $10 for a small size mild allergic reaction. Apparently there is more than just almond milk base to these shakes. And it closed my throat. Unless you're looking to take a great picture on Instagram, no item at this cafe is worth worth the price worst part is the shake didn't even taste good it was incredibly sour from unripe strawberries they thought uh were in there and i'm proud i'd probably go down from anaphylactic shock if i at least had a tasty milkshake hmm yeah that's pretty bad see that seems bad i would not want to kill my customers personally would no would not be a good one but here's here's someone else with a similar experience
2: i'm confused about what that drink is oh i'm
1: i'm mixing there to protect the i'm not like naming any organizations here specifically until we get to the official ones i'm mixing in some here from there some of these are coffee shops some of these are bars some of these are like milkshake places
2: yeah but what's the what is the the theme what is the theme of that
1: uh i it's like a harry potter frappuccino i i I think like
2: is it peanut butter and jelly
1: yeah it was like a pb and j that famous thing they have in harry potter you know (laughs) <laughs> mm, okay. Sure. What stood out during this experience for me specifically was during ma- the making of the second cocktail. This is uh, back to the bar that we were talking about. There's a glass dropper bottle of Dragon's Tears. I went to add the seven drops of tears as instructed, removed my glass dropper from the bottle only to notice the end is completely cracked off and broken. I then Mm. thought to myself, hmm, not in the mood to drink glass tonight, and politely notified the potions master, who replied, I don't know, I just work here. (laughs) (sighs) So that's good. So... uh here's another ice cream place one love this place in the past took my daughter today and the cone that used to be full and beautifully presented came sloppy and undesirable instead of the girl hearing me out she simply said everyone prepares them differently obviously management or lack thereof that just seems true (laughs) that's just the damn truth yeah uh but management it sounds
2: like she did hear you out
1: and then just (laughs) replied with the truth (laughs) the truth like i don't know i I just work here (laughs) much more reasonable response uh than the glass one maybe but obviously management is slipping because every employee should be trained to prepare the ice cream in the same fashion it's simply soft serve in a cone it's not rocket science extremely disappointing
2: I feel like, I feel like chain restaurants have really broken people's brains. Yeah. I just, I cannot imagine, like, going and getting an ice cream cone and, like, maybe I'd be like, oh, this looks a little lame. It doesn't have as much ice cream as the last time I was here. But to then take action (laughs) based on that observation (laughs) is amazing to me. This is
1: the poster's brain. Mm. And now we're going to get into some of the official stuff, I think wonderful uh this is for broadly harry potter wizarding world the theme park one star from mike waste of time slash money traveled from upstate new york and paid nearly six hundred dollars for one day two park tickets with the universal express pass we were extremely unimpressed particularly with the harry potter areas it didn't feel nearly as immersive as we anticipated We bought the express passes specifically to get on Hagrid's motorbike adventure, but the ride was broken down and then closed early, so we never got to ride. Perhaps the biggest disappointment was in regards to the interactive wands. They didn't work reliably. Most wand spots took several tries. Some spots didn't work at all. I have a six-year-old who has been excited since we booked our trip in February to perform real magic after being fitted for a wand at Ollivander's. First of all, he wasn't fitted. Nobody was available to help. We stood around for a while and finally lost patience, so we just chose a wand out of the case based on appearance. Then we went to our first spot and tried for minutes to perform magic to no avail. Extremely heartbreaking to have your child look up at you, shrug their shoulders, and say, Guess I'm just not a wizard.
2: Oh, no! (laughs) Saddest short story ever told. That's horrible. Heartbreaking.
1: Their story doesn't end there. I get it. It's a theme park, and it's fiction, and at the end of the day, technology isn't perfect. But if you're going to charge guests for a single day of admission, which is more than Disney charges, then the experience should be nearly flawless. Walking around Harry Potter World, you can tell a lot of corners were cut by those who designed it. I'll never return. And if others who read this are taking their kids to Orlando to visit theme parks, I strongly suggest avoiding Universal altogether. It feels extremely cheap, tacky, and dated compared to Disney, despite being more expensive.
2: That's a very weird takeaway. I'm not a theme park person, mm-hmm. so to me, an admission to Disneyland or Wizarding World is is too expensive because I just don't really enjoy it very much, sure. but I I don't think I've heard that takeaway before that Wizarding World is like worse than Disney. Yeah, everyone
1: fucking loves it, right? Like, I mean, maybe we're only seeing a small slice of it from the um the subreddit or whatever, but like like I follow people who are like uh uh theme park nerds, right? And I I feel like the general vibe that i sense from this is that the harry potter one's like pretty good for one of those for like you know like like the the star wars park was made i i know the apocrypha of the star wars park that it was made like to compete directly with this right like
2: sure
0: like
1: like like it's it's a big draw for the orlando theme park people Mm -hmm. (laughs) however this review did not go unnoticed by Universal oh good response from universal guest services hello i am very sorry to see what you and your family encountered during your visit we believe our heartbreak <laughs> heartbreak with my child
2: heartbreak was- universal
1: <laughs> we believe our guests are able to distinguish between fiction-based entertainment and reality <gasps>
2: <gasps> <laughs> oh my god
1: we appreciate that there can be a variety of opinions on any
2: subject and we are grateful that you've shared on any subject that's right
1: (laughs) thank you for taking the time to leave us candid feedback (laughs) 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 fucking destroyed wow just obliterated i was so shocked to like i i for one i was just shocked that like they like the customer service people replied to these ones at all right because because all of these i
2: think they do often but typically it's a much more like canned especially from like a huge corporation like that like a canned response and then like a you know reach out to us and we'll give you a a voucher for an ice cream cone or whatever (laughs) right
1: yeah no they they just kind of went in on this guy honestly uh uh so so good for them the next big story that i want to read out of this because that you know that was a that was a larger one um is from a troop mm. and you gotta respect the troops
2: you do you have to
1: a troop wrote this review uh mm. they went to wizarding world of orlando and they did not have a good time at the three broomsticks Uh, And they took the time to write this beautiful story for us. The food in the interior of the building were awesome. We saw the staff talk down to different customers, deny a two-year-old a small cup of water without a purchase, and were flippant to random customers without provocation. (laughs) So far, so good. Having deployed twice to Iraq in 03 and 04 through 05... The Iraqi insurgents have a treated military personnel better than the staff at the Three Broomsticks treat their customers.
2: So... Really coming out swinging, huh? You know
1: how I was saying people live for drama? Yes. No one lives for drama more than the fucking troops. That's true. Once we got our drinks, being carted again, not five feet from the cashier that carded us just 30 seconds prior... We couldn't carry two drinks at once since it was some crazy violation. However, I think they might have made the right call, even though no less than four staff members appeared out of nowhere, like Dementors, and cornered me near an unmarked door. Not 15 seconds later, one of the bar wenches throws open the door without a care in the world. The last thing I heard before I felt the exploding pain in my elbow was Dave and then my arm being covered in beer.
2: Dave, no. Uh, so I'm obsessed with the use of wench here. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of angles to this, right? Yeah. Does Does Dave call everyone, every woman who works at a bar a wench? Is that just like what his like common parlance? Or does he think that's like a Harry Potter word? See, see
1: Yeah, I can't figure it out. I have no idea if that was him trying to be mean. Or like being okay. cool, you know? Like, damn, I'm gonna call women wenches, right? Like, he's it, it, just just being part of being an epic troop, right? Or does he think that that is like the correct term, like for an English maid? Like, did he watch Lord of the Rings or 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 Zorro or something and was like, oh, wench, that's what they're called in Europe?
2: I. <laughs> it could be so many possibilities. <laughs>
1: i just my favorite part of this is just uh, what a fucking big baby starting off this story about like you know i'm a, I'm a veteran i'm a troop i was in iraq and then just like, I'm like oh the sh- oh oh my arm oh the wench opened the door on my arm and made me drop my beer ooh so pathetic uh they employed a classic distraction before ambushing me in classic insurgent fashion we were able to get a table when we saw an english couple ask for some napkins to help clean their child's face for whatever reason unknown to me thank you for these details dave but the waitress refused to provide napkins and the woman left the restaurant as her husband was left to fend for himself and their son
2: oh no i hope he's gonna be okay i hope he's gonna be all right
1: fast forward and the waitress returns as the woman comes back and no shit the waitress gives them the mean girl's tone whatever rolls her eyes and turns away and huffs off tl dr if you have a choice go to the leaky cauldron these insurgents so not only i guess he had a better time at a different bar in the wizarding world park like he's not even he's not even swearing off like the theme park he's just like damn this specific one has some has some insurgent wenches in it
2: what's going on
1: the insurgent staff at the three broomsticks wouldn't give a child a cup of water edit my friend never got his cup of water which he an american hero would have gladly given to that little kid
2: this is parody right
1: Mm -hmm. i don't know this is the one review dave has written if there were maybe i could calibrate more if there were like more outrageous themed reviews from him but it seems like he made an account just to just to stick it to the bar wenches
2: well he did wow (laughs) he got him (laughs) he got him good
1: We have another review for the uh, three broomsticks here. This one's a little shorter, maybe a little. Well, I was about to say a little less histrionic, but maybe not. This is a one-star review. It is very stupid-looking and nothing like it should be.
2: Nothing like the what? The three broomsticks, I guess. Oh, like the real one?
1: (laughs) It's nothing like it should be. Oh, I I can't. I don't know what to tell you, but it just—it just isn't. It just isn't what it should be.
2: It's just not right. It just isn't right. That's sad.
1: This is for... And, th- and this is maybe my favorite uh, angle here. There are... So I, I kind of... I went down the hole. I, I was like, I'm looking at Harry Potter-inspired places. Then I went to, like, the official, like, here's the Harry Potter theme park stuff. Sure. Um, But then I encountered reviews for the studio tour. Hmm. Which... A lot of people seem to hate because they don't seem to realize that it is a, um, not a theme park.
2: It's in the name, Studio Tour.
1: Yeah, but, but, but where's the rides? Where, where are the rides, please? Uh, and, sorry, one second here, let me, uh, Studio Tour. I have so many tabs open here. Um, there are 50,000 reviews for this place on, uh, wow. on Google. And, and a lot of the reviews, if you sort by lowest, are, are like this. This is not a theme park. From the perspective of someone who considers Universal Studios and Disney World as theme parks and not just looking at props to use to shoot a movie, massive disappointment. Uh,
2: you can't go to, like, a laser tag place and then give it a one-star review because it's not bowling. <laughs> you sure can,
1: if you're a Harry Potter. I guess
2: you can. <laughs> I guess that's my that's my biggest mistake, is that you can.
1: I love Harry Potter, but this exhibit is only for the Obsessed, a museum warehouse collection of filming props. Not very interesting. My Obsessed daughter loved it, but it only took 50 minutes to walk through. Remember, most of filming is green screen and computer.
2: Most of filming is green screen and computer. That's right.
1: <laughs> there is also a small contingent of these reviews. I think these ones are my favorite. If I'm just like scrolling through the one stars here, that are I. Do you know? Do you have any idea how this works? Does Google like prompt you to review stuff if you've like been to it or like near it or something?
2: Um, I have no idea.
1: Okay, because there are there's a series of reviews here that go as follows: one star. How would I know, as I have never been there? Oh, that's weird. One star. Cool place. Hmm. One star. Don't really like Harry Potter. More of a Doctor Who fan, really.
2: That's right. (laughs)
1: Uh, This guy had uh, 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 more of an interesting story, though. In the intro video to the tour, they use footage from a movie that is never released, claiming you have a great legacy, while proving without a doubt that you do not is extreme hypocrisy now do you have any idea what this could be referring to
2: no what
1: so keep in mind there are two studio tours
2: i'm intrigued though
1: so so there are two studio tours one of them is the uh the london one which is like just harry potter Mm -hmm. another one is in universal studios la i believe or like it's, it's a section in there now what else does wb have that could possibly even sense this man
2: I don't know. Footage
1: from a movie they never released claiming you have a great legacy without a doubt that you do not as extreme hypocrisy. Don't support a movie studio who don't respect their directors. Three shots from the Justice League we never got to see.
2: No! You've got to be kidding me. No, please. (laughs) Release the Snyder Cut! Oh my god.
1: (laughs) Johan says one star selfie sticks everywhere
2: is that really the fault of the establishment
1: absolutely they should slap it. those they should they should have a wizard no come no
2: selfie sticks allowed
1: no, th- th- those are not real wands
2: selfie sticks don't even work in the wizarding world.
1: that's right technology Get that out of yeah it's technology doesn't work went for a security job only so they can groom us from 20 people not even a glass of water was offered throughout a four-hour job groomer interview by so-called wilson james i went there with 10 years of professional security experience only to be treated like a newborn security officer joke 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 stay away from this place don't ruin your family day with cowboys and unprofessional security officers around
2: what (laughs) what on earth
1: i guess this guy really wanted the security job at the harry potter place hmm one star, it's okay for kids, but very static for adults and teenagers. No rides, nothing moving, boring.
2: Yeah, it's a it's a studio tour.
1: One star, come look at these props you can't touch, behind barriers you can't cross. <laughs> no interaction or anything, terrible, totally overpriced too. What What is this guy envisioning? Like, oh, the real movie props are here, and I'm going to cross this barrier, and I'm allowed to touch them. I'm going to touch all of the costumes, I'm going to wear snape's cool robe
2: what what that's yeah that is what he's picturing it's like um you know those like uh period towns that they send like elementary students to as field trips that's what they're picturing and like you can try on all of the all of the movie props and take and take pictures you can buy the picture for 30 (laughs) dollars.
0: right yeah
1: (laughs) i mean i guess you can because there's the um there's the i'm pretty sure you have to pay for the like green screen broomstick ride you remember when they announced that and there's that hilarious video oh yeah uh i think that might be extra cost on top of the um uh on top of the 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 entry fee Hmm.
2: what is the entry fee uh
1: according to this i it seems to be let's let's find i'm sure i can find a disgruntled review here that says and I'm sure that it is, it is exp- I will not, I, I'm i sure that I am not going to end up defending. Uh, let's see. Oh, 130 pounds for a family of four. So, it's, that That seems like tourist attraction prices, you know?
2: Yeah, the studio tour seems like the kind of thing that you can know ahead of time if you're gonna like.
1: Yeah, it, it really is the, um, the, the part where people are shocked that it, uh, does not have a roller coaster in it is really incredible to me like it's it's yeah. in downtown the, the one the one that this would review is where like in downtown london where would the ride be like you can't <laughs> it's it's like, it
2: just it just is what it says on the box kind <laughs> it's of it's the studio
1: tour uh yeah it is uh, it is uh uh not not a mystery what this place is i have one more selected here yeah um which is a this is a review again for the California one that includes more WB and Universal properties. Mm-hmm. This one has like a little bit of lore to it that I am I I can't explain, but I am so mm-hmm. fascinated by. Yeah. 1 star. Worst animation subsidiary that causing the old school junk we don't need anymore. We are uh. we are into more important goods these days. So, nelvana must take over warner brothers animation and get rid of the old school junk
2: this is a lot of lore
1: now i because i was so confused by this Uh because i was like who who or what is nelvana right what are they talking about nelvana it turns out is the animation company that uh created such classics as Rock and Rule. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. No, nope. that was a VHS classic. Uh, okay. Uh, Pippi Longstocking, the '90s version.
0: Okay. The Care
1: Bears movie.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: Care Bears Journey to Joke a Lot. Uh huh. Care Bears Big Wish movie. Sure. Strawberry Shortcake Housewarming Surprise. Okay. Babar the movie. Sure. Franklin and the Turtle lake treasure okay uh miss spider's sunny patch Uh uh-huh rescue heroes the movie Mm. all classics all classics what is the beef with wb that this person has that they think specifically this is the company that must take over and 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 what is it about that um uh that you know incredible list of uh uh, of cartoons that they have produced that uh leads them to think that they are above quote-unquote the old school junk
2: what (laughs) what old school junk are they referring to i don't know that wb's old
1: school junk i suppose like what i don't i mean the warner brothers has all the looney tunes stuff right so this person okay this person maybe is this is there like nilvana versus looney tunes fan lore i hope so like that's the maybe the only thing i can explain here i'm looking at their wikipedia page uh they launched a a home entertainment division. I don't think they were actually responsible for like producing these, but they did distribute the Redwall cartoon.
2: Ah, oh, I remember that. Which
1: fucking whipped, by the way.
2: Yeah, yeah, it did. Um,
1: so maybe, oh, maybe I'm coming around on Nelvana here. Actually, I'm
2: on his poster side now. Yeah,
1: I I would love more Redwall. They distribute Fairly Odd Parents.
2: It's sounding better and better.
1: Uh, yeah, I oh they they do the hotel transylvania series
2: i don't know anything about that
1: (laughs) all i know is it is a series for hotel transylvania that that's that is all i can tell you but i am like so like i you know i i I was talking before about how like you know i was falling down a post hole Mm -hmm. this is the next one for me i think uh is is figuring out what is the lore here with nelvana and and w- is there a beef with wb that is long going oh oh wait no oh i nearly had an O oh moment here but it has been taken away from me hmm. uh nilvana had a planet named after it in the star wars series on cartoon network's expanded universe series the clone wars so that's so weird. so i was like oh cool maybe they work on clone wars but no that is not what they contributed to. Would you like to know what Star Wars cartoons they've contributed to? Sure. The cartoon series droids,
2: okay. the
1: cartoon series Ewoks, uh-huh. and the Star Wars Holiday Special.
2: Wonderful. <laughs> so I don't know That's anymore. Great.
1: What is what is Nilvana? Please, if you if anyone is listening and knows. Of like deep Nelvana versus WB lore, please let me know because like this, this was the post. Like I was, you kind of need um, like an escape hook, you know, when you're when you're going too deep, mm-hmm. uh on on a on a posting hole,
0: right. and
1: this was the one for me. Like I was I was reading so many of these Harry Potter establishment reviews, uh, and just going deeper and deeper and deeper, but then this one is the one that kind of like yanked me out of it. I'm like wait nalvana warner brothers what's going on here
2: Hmm. yeah that's a that is um that's quite the trail that you need to be brought back from. <laughs>
1: and, and and this one did it this one this one pulled me uh out of out of that uh out of that hole and has, has you know submerged me in a new one probably but i was it
2: sounds like you need to go have a stiff drink at a harry potter themed bar <laughs> i need to drink some glass
1: at a harry potter themed bar while a guy dressed as snape yells at me Sounds great.
2: It does sound great.
1: <laughs> oh, you know what? I'm probably lying. I probably will keep going down this hole because the the Harry Potter fandom. Oh, there was the one. There was one that I posted on Twitter. Was that was like the it was for the Harry Potter themed bar in Canada. That's like not an officially licensed one. Where it was mm-hmm. like, you don't fuck with this fandom. We know that this isn't official uh this is this is garbage um and i feel like that's that's an energy that i will keep finding if i keep digging
2: once again it's just what it says on the box you know you can't (laughs) you can you can know ahead of time if it's if it's official
1: (laughs) (laughs) does it have the harry potter logo on it yes or no uh if yes you're probably good if no if you give a shit Maybe not. I don't know. But, uh... <sighs> well, uh... Kind of like our first discussion. I could keep going on this one forever, but we should probably take it to the close. What do you say? Yeah. All right. Our theme song is Hot McGonagall by Cheshire Moon. Huge thanks to them, as always, for letting us use that as our theme song. You can check them out on Bandcamp, and you can check us out at patreon.com slash Uh, we have lots of great bonus episodes for you there. Uh, we're in week two of talking about Raylo. Uh.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'll never stop. (laughs) i will never stop.
1: Um, but no, it's always, it's always a a good time over on the common room episodes. Liz, what are we reading next week?
2: We're reading chapter 14. It is called Felix Felices. I think that's how it's pronounced. Felix Felices.
1: Yes, it is. So
2: that's really, so we're... (sighs) we're almost to our i I assume like i feel like we're close to knowing all the lore about this stupid potion that we can almost have our discussion about it
1: yeah wow this is uh this might be too moving right along two back-to-back bangers uh for chapters maybe i guess we'll see huh yep well no matter how excited you are to find out all the lore behind felix felices please Read another book.
0: Please read another book. There's a lady there makes ocean roll seem tame Better know what you're after if you catch a eye. Cause this heart hot mama is just a cat in disguise